This is Opposite Attractions, Season 3, Episode 7. How to be a detective. The challenge, an escape room attraction. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the world-famous Opposite Attractions podcast. I will be your skipper for the evening. Scotty Moore, joined as always by my co-skipper, Jim Murphy. Uh, how are you? I am, uh, we might be in the rainforest because of how sweaty I am. I was thinking, we're in Animal Kingdom yes, this week. Yes. I mean, I've been, we're sorry Holy we had crap. to take a week off. We, sorry we had to take a week off. We have, in fact, I've been off on an expedition trying to learn i've been off on a learning trip which by the way my favorite was when i did ride the jungle cruise and they had the intro i was like ah shit i'm not going full accuracy am i damn it uh i did have a good jungle cruise like the last time i rode jungle cruise was like a, I won't say a bad skipper but a kind of a mumbly skipper who you couldn't hear that well and i got really salty about it this time she was so good um, and I, I, I wrote a bunch of stuff that I'd never written before, like test track and like everything I saw online about test track was all the old videos of the old version. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so when I w- got onto it, I was like expecting that. And I was like, what's all this Tron bullshit around me? <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what everyone says. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's Tron now, and it pretty much is. Like, you can't really deny that. How, what was your, uh, if you remember, what was your score? 200 exactly 200 <laughs> I, the guy next to me got 214 and i almost punched him in the face i held uh like we rode it twice like in the first like hour and a half it was open one day and the first time i was literally like four points away from the top score and i was Damn so it. angry and i'm like fuck we're gonna get in line again and we got <laughs> in line again and I did it again, and I have to look, because I have a photo of my score, but I was the top score for some yeah. part of that day. And let me see if I can find my photo. Yeah, see, see. I, I would have wrote it again, but I was getting a little salty, because I lost my phone on the fucking ride, so I had to That's sit no there good. and wait. Yeah, I had to sit there and wait for that. What else did I write? I wrote a... I think that was the only thing I wrote at Epcot that I had never ridden before. Oh, yes. I did get on... I did get on Journey to Imagination alone, which is a really sad sight because they gave me like the full front of the cart to myself. So I'm just sitting there like alone. With no, wait, the people were, in... there were people, other people in the other cars. Just you were only the only one in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I'm like, hoping you just didn't have like five cars to yourself. I was like, this like... is awesome. No, I I had a lot of stares from people like, why is this lonely man just here? And I'm like, I'm going to see my best friend in the world, Figment. And so uh, yeah, my my score was a 228 on test track. Jesus, Um, what else? You basically have to make the shortest length car and make it look like a triangle, sort of like a like a right triangle front to back. And then, oh, yeah. and then just go and attach all the awful, awful shit to it that add that just does nothing but plus two and plus three to your score. And if you do it right, you will end up like in the two twenties pretty consistently. It's just a yeah. pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, that was actually the most like the ride's all right, but the most fun part for me was I get to make a car. Hell yeah! <laughs> 
Um, that was good. Dinosaur, um, I'm happy Disney finally made a ride that is also a chiropractic service. Because I got on that bit expecting, like, kind of smooth sailing, and I'm like, shit, no. okay. <laughs> Can I just yeah. say, the, sad the saddest part of that damn ride is the whole time this psychopath is like, go find this long neck bitch. Go find him. And we're like, well, we don't have a choice, do we? And also, <laughs> it was weird. It was weird because I was expecting, like, every time you it's... encountered the... Uh, the devil t-rex yeah I ex the carnotaurus i expect carnotaurus, every time yes. like it, it it to be like seeing the yeti where it's just passing and you're like wait shit no they like stopped us <laughs> beside him every time like now everyone get a photo of this creepy ass bitch right next to your car it's uh the the uh the guy yelling at you is hodges from csi i think oh shit i think that's who uh, that is I think, I yeah, Dr. Doctor Grant Seeker, one of the worst puns I think Disney's ever come up with for an attraction. The the saddest part, though, is the fact that at the end, fucking the long neck you've been looking for the long all, whole time is, like, holding up a tree and staring down at your cart just like, it's okay. <laughs> I am willing to sacrifice myself for you, car. Go. And I'm like, why don't you just hop in? Come on, buddy. <laughs> But no, and at, this, at this point, your back is in severe pain. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, please, please, we did all this work. I need you. Um, also, they gave a lot of teeth to the pterodactyl on that ride. I was waiting for like, <laughs> I was waiting for like a normal beak, but no, it's got this fucking like the waiting room and Beetlejuice like looking <laughs> mouth. And uh, I think. Since you reported on one Avatar ride, it was only right of me to procure fast passes for Flight of Passage, which did in fact blow my mind that I was able to do. How how did you like um, uh, the blue man in the tank? Oh no no I fast pass you can't see that. Oh the fast come pass. on that sucks. Yeah yeah I know you can't see like anything through the fast. I do enjoy uh, the room where they're like we must match you with an Avatar. So now just kind of move around a lot. At which point I was like, well, now I'm just going to fucking dab all over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> so that happened. And then I wrote it and I cried. Like, it's so beautiful, dude. Like, it's not in, like, I read someone's review of it and it's very accurate, which is this is not a thrill ride that gets you, like, scared or anything. This is a thrill ride that just, like, opens your sense of wonder and turns you into a child for, like, five minutes. And I was like, ha ah. Yeah, I'm happy drunk me made that decision a few days prior. Because I remember I got back home and I was just like, all right, let me just see. I just want to see, because, like, I went to Animal Kingdom the day of my flight, and my fast pass for, uh, I think I had one for Navi, was at 4.30. I had to return my rental car at 5.30 and then be on a plane at 7, so I was like, let me Yikes. see if there's anything earlier. And when I went and checked, they had, like, a few that they apparently released for Flight of Passage, and I was like, yes, I'm doing it now. I, I didn't hear anything about Animal Kingdom specifically. I did hear the wait times were down for Avatar rides slightly over the weekend because of Toy Story Land. Yeah, but it the, was down the, to only it was down to only two hours. So 
But what I thought was crazier was that in the Magic Kingdom, Peter Pan's flight had a 10-minute wait. Oh, yeah. yeah um, I didn't know that was remotely possible. At one point, I did... Um, I, I, it was before I actually got to Epcot, but before I had gotten to Epcot, I checked the t- wait times, and Frozen had like a 10, 15-minute wait. That's, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, I guess we're going there today. And it's past fast. And this is now, this is not a, I read a release. This is, I rode a damned ride fast pass. And Jim, do you know this podcast? It's all about family and keeping family together and brotherhood. And I wrote a ride about family called Fast and the Furious Supercharged. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Apparently, not only is it kind of bad, one of the attendants a couple of weeks ago, someone was like, how long is the wait? And they just were like, don't. Just don't ride this. You don't want to wait. And they, like, apparently that got reported. (laughs) So now at every meeting the Fast and the Furious crew have, they're like, don't fucking tell people not to ride this ride. And I was like, I'll do it for them. Um, Because it had a 20-minute wait. And even that, I was like, I don't want to. And they go, you can literally walk on to the ride if you take single rider. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. That's that's where disaster was, correct? Um, Yes, that's where disaster was. So, uh, you get on the damn, you go through the backstage, like, going through the line, and I swear to God, it looks like the backstage area of Universal. Like, I was like, did they mean for this to happen? I don't think this is supposed to happen. And then you go and you get, uh, firstly, turned down for what was playing, which was, made me very happy, as you get onto, like, this neon party bus, and then you go into, like, it, it's li- it's like King Kong. If King Kong was shit, like, because you walk into this area and you see a bunch of people like partying, but clearly like we're paid actors partying, like get, getting it. And then the FBI come in and the FBI aren't even like shooting guns. It's literally like, um, hello, we're the FBI. Um, if y'all could just get out, that'd be nice. And so then they all leave. And I'm sorry, I just have to keep recounting this because it was so beautiful. As like, I can't remember, it might have been, I don't think it was Ludacris, but it was one of those characters from that movie. Comes in with two girls like, are you ready to party, ladies? Because uh, I think they all had a sponsorship from Apple because they all iPhoned this one in. Uh, (laughs) So then the ladies run off and the FBI guys got like, You're coming with us. We need your information. At which point, the fucking ground opens up and up shoots Vin Diesel on an 18-wheeler from nowhere. (laughs) Like, just randomly. (laughs) Hello, I'm Vin Diesel, and I am here. He steps off, and he's just like, no, because we're family, and we're not going with you. And they're like, well, we have guns. At which point, if you smell, the rock comes in. And he's just like, well, my gun... This is the best. He goes, my gun's bigger. Turns to the whole fucking audience and winks and smiles at us. And I was like, you just made it. You just made the whole ride for me. And for, uh, and for anyone who was a fan of uh, The Rock's feud with CM Punk, he does in fact refer to one of the uh, associ- one of the FBI associates as Cookie Puss. 
and then after that, it's literally just like one car chase. That's it. Where they just decided, let's throw as much buck wild shit as we can around you. Like, I think one dude gets attacked by a helicopter and carried away on the helicopter. The Rock has a giant cannon that he's just shooting at people. And then they're like, okay, now, supercharge it. And then you supercharge and jump over a fucking broken bridge, land in a uh, one of those, like, shipping crates, and that's it. That's the end of the... You sit in this crate for, like, three minutes while you're wondering, uh, is that it? And then they just take you and you get off the ride. And that was the whole ride. It was neither fast nor furious. And the supercharged section did not seem particularly supercharged at all. So that was fast and furious supercharged. But this, this is Opposite Attractions, the, the, uh, the theme park podcast where we build our own theme park. And Jimothy Murphy, this season, we've just kind of just decided to say fuck it and go buck wild with everything. And I gave you a challenge last week, a challenge that I don't think many theme parks have one of these. But for I reasons. Wanted, for good reasons. But I wanted a escape game to go into our theme parks. And, buddy, I think mine might cost $100 per person to do. Because, A, we gotta keep the number of people down. And also, as it goes on, there is something that's highly expensive and valuable at the end that I don't want to give to everybody who solves this shit. So, probably, like, 50, 100, somewhere in that range. Okay. But mine, mine is called Southern Mythology, which is also the name of my distillery. <laughs> And it's actually a tour of the Southern Mythology Distillery. It makes mead and whiskey, basically any alcohol I like. Which, by the way, good thing we didn't talk about all the alcohol at the theme parks, because shit, I can just get into that one. Uh, but, um, but most of the drinks that you get in the park are made with Southern Mythology products. And so uh, your tour guide actually takes you through a tour of how they create whiskey, the different mash bills they use for various flavors, take you through the bottling process where you see different drinks getting bottled, and then finally you end the tour in this massive warehouse of kegs, wooden barrels, and he leads you into this small room with the exclusive Southern Mythology Reserve, and then just fucking shuts the door behind you as a one-hour clock starts. You got cask of Amontillado'd into this bitch with eight other people to help you out. Now, on the walls, you see all these various reports about this crazed owner of Southern Mythology, and he created a whiskey so delicious that he boarded himself up in the very walls to protect this whiskey for himself. And you now have one hour to find this exclusive whiskey and escape. And I was originally going to make you solve some of these, and then I thought, no, we ain't got that much time. My brain hurts. Uh, The first puzzle is like this wall. All you have in this room are like posters and then this massive wall of barrels in front of you, all with different dates on them. And a nearby wall has a different chart of each Southern Mythology release for several years. So like names like uh, Birmingham, 1938. Arab, 1947, like all of these. Which uh, have we ever discussed? Arab, Alabama. Well, um, 
uh, comedian Henry Cho is from his family it, is from Arab or he's from Arab, one or the other. Yeah, so, the yeah, fact I've that it. They, they were supposed to call it Arab, they misspelled it, and now they've got a city called Arab, but they call it Arab. <laughs> Uh, so now, with the clues on the wall, you have to find the specific combination of barrels that you can remove corks from to unlock this door that leads you into the next room. And it's basically, it's like the puzzle that Griffin did in one of the Adventure Zone episodes where you're literally just spelling out a word and the dates help you find the lettering. And that's all it is. You just have to find the specific code word, which would change, like, every single time you did it. Okay. So you go... You go into the next room, and you find, like, a small bottling station, and you see a trail of liquor leading to a nearby wall, and the wall just stops. It's not like there's a door or anything. It's just this brick wall, and you can't seem to break through it, but, you know, there's kind of evidence of the assholes behind that wall. And so now you kind of go on a journey like most escape games where you go through a bunch of different rooms. You find security cameras, other puzzles, associate lockers, and other various faunas that help you unlock the mystery. You kind of get more information about him as you go on, like how he was a little bit crazy as it went on and that he was kind of more lucky than anything else to discover this mystical combination that made this perfect whiskey. And then you find a key and a specific code eventually. This is going to be like the end game. And you use it to trigger a massive amount of fucking dynamite that blows apart the door. At which point you go into this secret cave where you find like some Indiana Jones shit as you just see a skeleton (laughs) with a bottle of whiskey in his hand. But the top of the bottle is locked. Oh shit, my dude. And so now you have one last puzzle. And you think, like usually, you know, you have to kind of search throughout the entire area yes to find puzzles you don't this time because the wall behind you crumbles and you are now stuck in this room and you must complete this final puzzle to unlock the bottle and escape so you have to like find like a specific numbered code i think it might be based off something in the previous room so you uh, i thought maybe i thought maybe the skeleton would just have like a skeleton key hidden inside of it oh yeah like you'd have to do some real saw <laughs> bullshit like <laughs> You must remove his rib and then get the key. Um, actually, that's not a bad idea. Except what it would be... Okay, I, th- I like the idea that it's based around his rib and you have to pull a specific combination of ribs out, like <laughs> levers. And if you it got real it, goonies in here all of a sudden. And if you do it, if you do that correctly, it unlocks like a brick behind it that slides out of the way and then you get the key and you can unlock it. And if you unlock the bottle, you get the official drink of Southern Mythology, which is a pour of the most delicious whiskey you've ever had. Just this great aged bullshit. Just fantastic. And you actually get another, in addition to the key, you also get like 10 slips of paper, each with a code that lets you escape, and also a coupon to purchase a bottle of that whiskey for yourself. It's the only way you can buy this whiskey is to complete this puzzle and then escape. That's the only... If you don't solve it, you don't get shit. So there will be a lot of people like, that whiskey is... I've heard there's really good whiskey here. How do I buy it? Well, $50, and also you have to solve this fucking puzzle. In an hour. And then you, and then you still have to buy it afterwards. 
Um, and if you don't solve it in time, a crew member comes in to save you as the room collapses, which destroys this legendary liquor and renders your at last hour of work a fruitless. And that <laughs> is sub- Southern mythology, ladies and gentlemen. It may or may not have also been based around a really good... Uh, uh, the Edison is a fantastic bar if you've never been. <laughs> Did you go in the actual restaurant or in the, uh... Oh, wait, now it's a different place. Never mind. My my boy, you know I went straight to the bar and just sat down, right? Like, well, no, you there, there's, a, there's a... Because the, the Italian... I forgot the Italian place has, like, a freaking bootleg cellar. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I sat down at the bar and had, like, the ultimate bartender <laughs> of all time named Eric. And Eric was just like, all right... What do you like to drink? Excellent. You must drink this beverage. I'm like, thank you, Eric. You... And then Eric was like, let me give you the rules for consuming alcohol. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, this is intense. Did you go at night when they had, like, burlesque dancers and such? What? Yeah, if burlesque... you went, if you go, like, 10 o'clock at night, it's, like, adults only, like, no. No, party time like in an, there. That sounds like an idea for my park, though. But no, <laughs> no uh, we went... We actually went there pretty late, but no, we didn't. That that was my drinking night. Because we also went to Homecoming, where they have sweet tea that they just blend with moonshine. So that was good. <laughs> and then at Splitsville, they just have this massive, like, cereal bowl they fill up with liquor. And I was like, I'll, ta- I'll take that. I'll take a few of those. So I had that. I think that was also the same night I druggedly was like, let me see Flight of Passage Fast Passes. All right, Jim, that was my uh, escape game. Bring the thunder. Oh, good Lord. I don't really have a name for mine, just that mine was going to last way longer, although I don't think it would have to last as long as I thought it was going to last, because Well, they're I'm, usually about like an hour. Well, so. I'm a fan of uh, puzzle boxes and such, so I, I was thinking instead of an escape thing... It would be more of like a like a try to find a treasure sort of a situation, yeah. Or try to unlock like a vault type thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really have uh, a name, like I said. I think, but I did have an idea of like whatever I built this into would basically be like three stories tall, and depending on which like floor you went to, the difficulty would get harder. So it's like Greg's Trifle Puzzle Adventure. Also, you definitely have made an intense change to mine, which is that the, I think, I think now officially, it's not going to be, the rib thing might still come into play, but I do like the idea that the cork of the bottle is a puzzle box, and also anytime you buy a a bottle of it, you get an exclusive puzzle box on the top of it that only you know how to unlock. (laughs) Yeah, I like puzzle uh, toy, Hanayama things, puzzle boxes, stuff like that, Uh but I think so. I, I think there would be three levels of like difficulty, but also depending on which level you went to, it would cost a higher amount of money. But the treasure you got would also be worth more. Okay. So like, if you paid fifty dollars to to do the first floor, like you might end up getting like a T-shirt. Yeah. And like, if you do the second one, the second one might cost a hundred. But and I like I don't really know what I would give away. I don't like I don't really I couldn't really think of a good story other than like try to. F- get this treasure out of this vault i guess like a challenge coin would be good i would say like first floor challenge coin second floor challenge coin and t-shirt third floor challenge coin t-shirt and 
whatever else you want to throw. Because I, I had an idea being that, like, if you went to the first floor and you didn't figure it out, like, you wouldn't get anything. But if you went to the second floor and you couldn't figure it out, you'd still get something. Like, you'd get consolation prizes since you're paying such a, like, a, a higher price. No, they, they knew what they were getting into. They needed dick. <laughs> uh, but my idea would be that from the moment, like, you go into, like, you, you go into, like, a waiting room and... Like, they're already, like, telling you, like, there's already clues for the actual room in, the yeah. in like, the waiting area. They would give you, like, because my original idea was, like, oh, they give you, like, a little notepad to take notes and a pen. And, you know, maybe there would be, like, an app on your phone that could help do <laughs> some that's shit. Your consol- that's your consolation prize, is your sad notepad. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I, I've just, so I, like I said, I don't really have a good, I like, like I don't theme, have a good storyline like idea, because I was trying to think of it as, like, maybe it was stuff that, like, maybe the idea would be that, like, I have all this extra crap, and I stuck it in, like, a warehouse, and I'm, like, okay. inviting people in to try to, f- to try to get it out, and if you get it out, you get to keep it, but then you realize it's just, like, bogus t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to propose an idea. Okay. And it's going to change the whole theme of your theme park. (laughs) You have been cryogenically frozen. (laughs) And first floor coin, second floor t-shirt and coin, third floor they find your body and they get like some really dope shit because of it. Actually, well, hold on. I think you could probably make some cash if it's like $200. A, you get to see the desiccated corpse of the owner of this theme park and then also... (laughs) Maybe, like, a free ticket, like an extra ticket, so if you want to stay an extra day, you can. Yeah, that, my, my original plan was literally that this would take, like, two to three hours, like, because the waiting room would technically be part of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so you would be sitting there with however many other groups, but there would be stuff around you that, like, maybe you should pay attention to. Like, have you ever been in the Abracadabar? on the boardwalk i have and as a magician it kind of made me upset but we'll well we'll save that i'm just as a like because they have like the the, like don't they have like wall art that moves and crap like that in there not when i went when i went it kind of just felt like a bastardization of the thing that i've loved for many years jim murphy but you know it's okay we don't have to talk about (laughs) the african devil well i okay so i know that in uh tony's town square uh, when you like when you met the, uh, the the Mickey that doesn't talk anymore, that oh, they had he moving. Not? No, he's they stopped doing that like two months ago. People complained, I guess, because they were like, "This is fucking creepy." Yeah, it it was, but uh, they they have uh, like posters that are like, "Come meet you know magician Mickey or whatever." Oh and, yeah, I know. Like they move every once in a while, and you're like, "Wait a minute, did that freaking picture just move?" And so there could be stuff like that in the waiting area. But I do like the idea of, like, you walk in and there's literally just, like, a giant chest in the middle of the floor. And, like, not like not only is, like, there's something in there to, to like, that you win, that's also how you have to get out. There's, like, a key in there that would get the door back open. Right. And you have to figure out, like, how to get it open. Okay. Can I just say one of my favorite fuck yous I've ever gotten from an escape game? It was, uh, it was all based around, like, this color card, so, like, certain colors went to certain numbers, and we finally reached the end where they, there were, like, all these test tubes, and the test tubes were arranged in a certain color, and we're like, that's the code to get out! That's the code to get out! And we kept failing and kept failing, and then finally the dude came in, and he was just like, 
Oh, wait, no, no. I don't even think we got to that part. We were, like, right before that part. Some, like, we messed up a computer thing or something. And he walks in, and he was just like, well, you would have gotten this test tube, and if you put it here, you would have seen the exact combination. And I was like, oh, awesome. That's the combination to get out. And I walked over to put it in, and he goes, no. In a, sen in a tone that literally had the subtext of, go fuck yourself. Because if you pulled down this styrofoam, underneath it is the actual color combination. I was like, why would you do that to us? He's like, because I hate you. I was like, thank so you, wait, Greg. So, you, 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 held, you held a test tube up to a computer. No, no, no. What it is. I'm confused. Uh, the, the computer was like one of the other puzzles. But, like, yes. you were trying to find a test tube. And the test tube was yellow. So, okay. it would have gone in and been like red, green, yellow, blue, purple. And if you looked at your sheet, you would have seen like, oh, one is red, green is purple like three and stuff like that okay and you'd be like oh that's the code no the code was underneath the styrofoam where a completely separate set of five test tubes would be seen but it was bullshit Jim. what would have made you pick up the styrofoam nothing they're <laughs> dicks like, there was a key hidden under a mat that clearly looked like we shouldn't be moving it like it was a bunch of bullshit but yeah, okay. I, 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 you were in the I, Muppet Vision pre-show. <laughs> yeah. What was it? It was. I'm. I'm trying to figure out a good theme for yours, and it could be just like M Mr. Murphy's exciting quest. It. You could pull some like Ready Player One bullshit with it. Actually, yeah, no, no, I... no. That's what it would be. It would be. <laughs> it, it. It's a three-hour experience. And your first key gets you your challenge coin, and then that's also going to give you your clue for your second key, which would then get you your t-shirt. And then finally, if you get your third key, you would get free tickets You would get park. an egg. You would get an egg, and... You would get an egg, and then your corpse would come out of this thing and just be like, hello, this is now yours, and you must... And then you throw them in the styrofoam, or yeah, the... Uh, yeah. No, yeah, then I, my, my desecrated corpse moves a piece of styrofoam out of the way, and that's where you see, like, the tickets. Like, yeah, you could have yeah. got this. <laughs> but no, you egg. got this fucking egg. Piece of shit. They did play some cool bullshit like that in the Ready Player One movie that I liked a lot. I can't remember what it... Oh, yeah, it was, it was like, uh, just sign right here, and all of this will be yours. And he's like, wait a minute. He would never want people to sign things or some bullshit like that. And they were like... He's like, this isn't real. And he's like, yes, you've passed the final test. I did not want you to sign a piece of paper. But yeah, I, I dig this idea. I like Mr. Jim's exciting adventure. Mr. M yeah, I, don't, I don't have any of my puzzle boxes within reach or I'd share. But I, I, do, I, I do. I've got mine, but mine is very simple. It's from uh, my buddy Brian's website. And I got it for Christmas, and they made the mistake of giving it to me as, like, one of my first presents. So any other present I got after that was like, oh, cool, deck of cards, go fuck yourself. I'm trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> I, I bought one at a uh, uh, toy store where it's like, they, they only had two levels of difficulty, challenging and intense, I think were the two. Yeah, yeah. And um, the problem was, there were four different ones you could buy, and so I was like, screw it, I'll buy one of these. Yeah, and yeah. I bought it, and it was like ten bucks or something. But they give you a card with all of the with all four of the solutions on it. <laughs> like it's literally the first thing you see when you open the box, and it's like, yeah, yeah. that's bullshit. That pissed me off. What was the other thing I got? Um, 
It was... Oh, shit, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I also forgot I had my challenge coins in here, and it's really dope. Um... Oh, man, there was another really cool thing I had like that. Oh, yeah, it's one of those really simple puzzle boxes. It's one of the ones where you can't see a way to enter it, but, like, take a little part the kimono really quickly. All you have to do is grab it by certain corners, and if you pull, it slides apart. I went oh, to it's a, a dovetail. Yeah, it was like a dovetail, and uh, at the magic store I went to, they are like, if you solve this, we will give you money, and I spent, like, a solid 30 minutes on that bit, and they were like, nope, you failed. Now buy it. And I was like, shit, okay, fine. All right. Is so it is it like a red and a tan? Is it that my, one? Mine is it. Mine's actually clear. Mine's like a money box that you're supposed to give people for Christmas. And it's got like a red band around the outside. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jim Murphy, we've got our, we've got Southern mythology. We've got Mr. Murphy's exciting adventures. What? I'll, I'll try to come up with a title and put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's uh what what's our challenge for next week, Buckaroo? So I had a couple ideas. Most of them were bad. Yeah. And so uh, someone that I know listens. I was like, hey, I have. I'm trying to think of what I should challenge for next time. And I was like, what about these ideas? And the one that he came back with and said, okay. And actually, he, he mentioned it as like an idea, and, but, and it was on my list, but I ran by the other things first. But basically, um, you've done, you did your, uh, your drinking through the jungle attraction before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I want to do a, a food-based attraction or a dining-based attraction. Okay, there's still gonna be booze. I hope you realize. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah every gonna... every every attraction you have has booze in it. I'm well aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we got our food attraction. I, I had a silly idea for this park, and that is that either you, when you're done riding, you can rate the ride, and then like there can be an ongoing thing of like whatever your like spooky ride is compared to whatever my spooky ride is and people can see what the rating is to see whose is better or it could That's, be a thing or it could be I'll a like, thing of when you leave the park or go to leave the park you just pick which one you liked better and they keep no, track that's what i was about to say there's a button that just says jim or scotty on it yes. and people either press it but lucky for me they're all gonna be boozed up for mine <laughs> and they're be like yes like, i can't even operate the app i'm gonna i'm going into shock <laughs> all right so, Jim, it's been an episode. Where can they find you oh, on the internet? Uh, I, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm apparently smart on Twitter. And that's... I, I'm working on things. It's just slow going. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. The Queasel Corp Trilogy. BS versus the Gods. All of the fantastic books. are, And then, of course, you can get... I think Queasel Corp and Queasel Corp Risen on Audible, and uh, BS versus the Gods is going to be out sometime this month, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, make sure to check out all the other BS Network shows at a load of purebs.com. We got a load of BS, Fight Boys, Fun Fiction, all your favorites over there. And of course, make sure to pick up your Opposite Attraction merch over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. 
com, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, remember to check out the older episodes of Opposite Attractions at opposite-attractions.com. Check out our first two seasons, our superhero theme park, our interactive theme park, all leading up to this, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of whatever the fuck we're doing this season. And, of course, remember you can find Jim and me on Twitter at op at show. That's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?